Dr. Marianne here. Did you know that puzzles can be um, early uh, methods to help your child learn to read? I am so excited. I decided to take this moment and talk to you about puzzles for your preschoolers, your kinders, um, older kids. I know adults like big puzzles, but let me show you some of the different levels of puzzles that you would want to be on the lookout for to help your child read. I'm going to share my screen right away. And I want to show you this puzzle that is pretty amazing because what it does, it has the picture right under the animal. So the kids know where the piece is. Well, they have to learn, okay? So they're learning to match. And you say the animal name. This is a sheep, chicken, cow, and have fun with it. What sound does a cow make? Moo. Here's the barn. Here is the horse. Yay. Here is the goat. And what sound does the pig make? Oink, oink, oink. What sound does the duck make? Quack, quack, quack. So let me show you how this helps writing. When we teach printing, we talk about the upper, middle, and lower sections of our paper. And a lot of some of the videos I've already shown will say uh, the red line is at top, the, the yellow line is in the middle, and the green line is on the bottom. But we've also talked about spelling that this is the sky, this is the grass, and this is the dirt. When I was in my teacher programs, I learned it was sky, grass, and dirt. So when I saw this puzzle, I know this person is sensitive and aware of um, the writing process and the science of reading and how we teach uh, printing. So the, far, the barn is up in the sky. He's up high. And the butterflies in the sky and the sun's in the sky. Now, where are the, some of the animals? We have the cow that's on the grass, the horse is on the grass, the sheep is on the grass, and the goat is on the grass. And then what's in the dirt? The pigs love to be in the dirt. The chickens love to be in the dirt. And also on the dirt, we might have a pond. So the duck goes down below on the dirt in the pond. So you see how that helps with reprinting. Imagine the letter B. We're going to take it up to the sky with a um, hump and a hump and a hump. Or the letter T, take it up to the sky, take it down and cross it at the top. Or if it's a lowercase t, it's going to go just a little bit above the grass with a line above there. That's one of my favorite puzzles. The next favorite is this one. Melissa and Doug are the name of these puzzles. So again, underneath, look at how the picture is underneath. And believe it or not, some kinders don't know. They're going to go like this. And I have to train them. Match. Match the shape. Match the color. So you want to get at a table with your child or on the floor when they're little and practice with them. The horse has the brown under it. Now, this is really interesting because we have the sky again. 
What goes in the sky? The sun goes in the sky. Rainbow in the sky. Castles are up high on a hill. So they're really close to the sky. And then we have the grass in the middle, and we have the grass down below. So this puzzle's a little bit different from the first one. It doesn't have the dirt, but it gives you different levels of grass. And anyway, we could say the horse, these are two different kind of horses that like to be on the grass. So letting your child know there's a top and the bottom and um, the pattern there. So here the tree, the stem is in the grass. I, I really would love to meet Melissa and Doug and see what their background is in educational materials because this is so telling. This is amazing. This has been so helpful when the picture is right underneath the puzzle. And if you're a puzzle creator, I'd love to talk to you about some ideas I have. Anyway, so that is the puzzle, the wood puzzles. Then we have cardboard puzzles. I want to share this cardboard puzzle with you because I'm using it with one of my students right now. It's very busy, isn't it? But a lot of colors. And what I have the student do is look at the picture and I want them to poke out, get them engaged, get them poking out the pieces. And then we have left, we have um, different shapes of our puzzle pieces. And I'm gonna show you what we do. So, so not only are puzzles fun, they're helping create the um, your memory. We call it with motor memory because they're moving their hands and visual memory. It just really helps. It helps tell a story. And you can spend a half an hour on puzzles and kids won't get bored. So what I've done, how many of you have ever saved these can tops because they don't cut? And you wonder, what am I ever going to use these for? Well, teachers like to save stuff like this. So look at this. I've used this for money. And now I pulled it out for my puzzles. Small pieces, medium pieces, large pieces. So I teach my students small, medium, large pieces. When we do one of these puzzles, you know, when we're older, we always, we know that we look for the um, shapes around the edge. We want to build a border of the puzzle, and then we want to work inwards, okay? That's for the adult puzzles. But I'm going to show my student, I'm going to ask, what piece is the largest piece? And I even have some students who um, are not mobile and nonverbal, so the parent helps me, and we pick up the, the largest piece, and we put it in the child's hands, and where does it go? Give them as much help as they need to get started. Give them the satisfaction. Let them press that piece in. It's a real good tactile exercise. Okay, what's another large piece? Well, the next largest piece I have is the castle. Now, I hope you're noticing, here it is in the sky again. We have the sky. Use that to help when we print. We have letters that go high in the sky. And here's our castle. And the castle needs windows. So the next piece isn't very big. It's actually kind of medium. So here's a medium piece. 
one student who just transitioned into the classroom from home hospital loves putting the castle together. And then she smashes it and then she claps because she knows she has accomplished. So we have some medium pieces and some small pieces. We have some, this one's kind of large. Well, this is two, two small pieces and a medium and a medium. And bring out, right? This is a medium. I'm sorry, sorry. This is the medium. Let's look for the small pieces now. So what else would go in the sky? Something with blue. And you're going to work with your child a couple times to get them to understand a bird flies in the sky. So let's put this one in there and smash it in there. What is a small piece that would go in there? Well, these are my choices here. So here's a small, we're going to match some colors, some blue in the sky. Now we're getting to the grass, okay? But I'm going to jump to the bottom. I'm going to turn my little notifications off. Sorry about that. At the bottom, I have a little bit larger piece. And I want to talk about the girl with her puffy, puffy dress. She's going to go in there. So this is where we match colors. We match patterns. And now the table's all com almost complete here. Here's the girl having a party. And then here, we're going to have another puffy dress. And this is a corner piece. Puffy dress goes in the corner. Now, if there's a puffy dress, we need a head to go on that dress. So hand your child the piece. Ask them if they know where it goes. And if they don't, just help them. And we have two more pieces. So here we have a very small and a little bit larger piece. See if your child recognizes the shape. Press it in. Recognizes the shape. Press it in. Let them look at this. This is a Ravensburger puzzle. So let them look at this beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, on the puzzle, it's got a bird, a um, bird feeder, and it's got another kind of feeder, <laughs> and it's got another. Maybe they're just decorations. Maybe these are just little party decorations that you put up high. It's got some silly stuff, and it's got the roses. Now, um, one thing I used to do if your if your child is good with attention, you can ask them. Point to the cake and see if they could point to the cake. Then you could ask them, point to the cake and then the castle. Here's the cake. Here's the castle. Point to the cake and then two of the girls. So they're going to point to the cake and then two of the girls. Point to the one that the oldest girl. What girl looks oldest? Okay. Point to the girl and then some of the presents. So they'll point to the girl and some of the presents. So when you have a busy, busy picture like this, you can help your children with their memory by asking them a sequence of events. When you sequence, when you first ask them to point to something, you want to be sure they know the dragon's right here, that they know the bird is right there. I, I used to ask students, here's some birds. Point to the three birds in the sky. So they'll go one, two, three.
point to the three birds and then the dragon. One, two, three, and then the dragon. So at first, have them point to things that are close together. And then like we're on the bottom, they can point to things that are close together. But you want to be sure they know what the things are called. And then you can add, you could have them point to a cupcake and then the dragon. So now we're going to the middle, up to the sky. Now point to the cake and then the doggy. So the doggy's down here. Point to the cake and then the doggy. So you're going from the middle to the bottom, which is going to be a little bit harder for kids. And if you have older kids, you can try this with your older kids as far as helping uh, their attention span and their memory. Because a lot of kids remember one thing and that's it. So get them to remember two. Get them to remember three. So that's another way you can use that puzzle. Now, one of the parents purchased these puzzles for me. And I think they're um, interesting to go through, and I'll show you why. This puzzle shows color. And every um, item on here, I think she got this at the 99 cent store. Um, every piece, it has overflow to the next puzzle piece. Here, it has overflow to the next puzzle piece. This has overflow to the next puzzle piece. Oranges has overflow to the next puzzle piece. And then the blueberry had overflow. Did I already say that? So you can see um, there's a little bit of pattern in here and a little bit of sequencing. So we're going to show the child this is red apples, yellow banana, blueberries, orange, oranges, green apples or limes, sorry, green limes and purple grapes. So dump your puzzle out. There's no little holes here. But this one didn't even have a pattern behind it. So I drew the pattern in, which I think is very important because now the kids are looking at shapes, pattern shapes, and telling stories. So here's the biggest piece. I want to take my little circle out again. The biggest piece was green down at the bottom. And then what was the next biggest piece down at the bottom? When the kids can do the largest pieces first, it seems to make the puzzle easier because you're going faster. We're almost halfway through. Well, we're third through, right? Okay, so here's the oranges. Where's your puzzle piece with the orange? Here are the blueberries. Where's the puzzle piece with the blueberries? Have them smush it in. Here is a banana. Where is the puzzle piece with the yellow banana? Smush it in. They're little, but these are a little harder to get in. And then here is a little hint, apple. So just so you know, sometimes I'll do a puzzle once, which is a teaching puzzle. And then I'll do it again and have them do it there you know, as much as they can on their own. I have two more fun little puzzles I want to show you from the 99 cent store. Look at this one. Head and hand, arm and body, leg and foot. Okay, so we can also talk to our 
children and say, give me a high five. Here's your hand. Okay. But for a tiger, it's a paw. Another name for a tiger's hand is a paw. Another name for a tiger's foot is a paw. Okay. So you could ask them, where's your arm? Have them touch their arm. Where's your body? Have them touch their tummy. Where's your head? Have them touch their head. Where's your leg? Have them touch their leg. So notice what what is a tiger doing? What kind of ball is this? Basketball. So you can interact with, develop some vocabulary. And as I dump it out, I like to start with the biggest piece. What's the biggest piece? Your head. And you see how the shape matches. So this is real good, um, a real good exercise to have them see the shape fitting in. So it's interesting. I usually I go to the second largest piece, but I'm I'm gonna say, let's put the hand in here for a high five. Where's the high five hand? Then we could put that in and we finish the top. Here we have the sky again. You see the sky? I bet you didn't even know subliminally you were learning how to print all along. So the next biggest piece is the body. That can slip right here. Now, when you get these puzzles, they're very tight in the beginning. So they're hard to squish together. But once you play them, you know, use them a little bit, they're, they go in a lot easier. So don't give up on them. If you have one arm here, what do we need here? We need another arm. We want to balance Tony out, Tony the tiger. And then, well, here, here's a little clue. We need the puzzle piece that has the ball. And there's also Tony's leg. Have them smush it in. And the last piece is a small piece. Let your child learn small, large, bottom, top. This is what preschoolers need to learn, below and above, okay? So that's that that puzzle. And one more puzzle I want to share is the farm puzzle. Oh, goodness. Sorry. That's my business phone. This is the, the farm. So I love how whenever we talk about farms, we got cows, we got pigs, we have sheep and we have chickens and we always have a barn. And look at the colors again. The sky, the grass, and this actually goes all the way to the bottom. But at least you got the sky and the grass. So you have two separations just to get the kids started. Okay, where's the biggest piece? The biggest piece is the whole top. Wow, that takes the whole top. The cow goes moo. Here's the red barn. Here's how we spell cow. Cow. Next. Well, these shapes all pretty much look similar. So do we have any clues here? Well, we have a shape. We can match a shape and put the pig in there. What's the noise that the pig makes? Oink, oink, oink. Do you see how they're looking at each other? Okay. The next shape we want to match is this bottom, this bottom corner. And this has a point. 
So let's get the piece that has the point and press it in. This is a sheep. One sheep is called a sheep. Ten sheep is called a sheep. <laughs> That's our English language. And the last piece we have is a chicken. So there's a little clue. You have the feeding of the food for the pig. Here is the feeding trough. Continued. Smash it in. So this is a chicken. Okay. So I'll repeat. Have your child um, do the um, puzzles twice. Okay. And spend about 20 minutes to 30 minutes. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions with puzzles, um, email me or write something in the comments. And if you have uh, a favorite puzzle that you would like to share with me, would you write it in the chat also? And I look forward to hearing from you. I'm Dr. Marian Sintron, founder of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you've learned anything today, will you please like this channel and subscribe if you haven't already and share it with someone. You can make a donation if you're impressed to do so at our website, dyslexia-solutions.com. Till next time, bye-bye now. Thank you.